discuter de tout ça. I don't want to set the world on fire. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Good evening, good afternoon, or good morning, whenever it may be, wherever you may be, and however you may be hearing my voice. Whether it be via download through one of the many podcast platforms, or if you are listening to the premiere on the Alternate Current Radio's live stream, I appreciate you tuning in and joining me as we attempt to navigate the shark-infested waters of the agenda-centivized media and look past the propaganda. This is your daily dose of what's currently all the ruckus. What in God's name is going on in here? What was that ruckus? Uh, what ruckus? I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Could you describe the ruckus, sir? Watch your tongue, young man. Watch it. From AFP News, President Joe Biden celebrated U.S. Independence Day on Sunday with an upbeat assessment of a country he says is roaring back to post-pandemic life, even if COVID-19 has yet to be fully quote-unquote vanquished. Speaking before a festive crowd of 1,000 guests on the White House South Lawn, Biden drew a comparison between the Declaration of Independence from the British Empire in 1776 and today's rapid recovery from the coronavirus. Quote, 245 years ago, we declared our independence from a distant king. Today, we are closer than ever to declaring our independence from a deadly virus, he told the crowd of invited military members and essential workers. We've gained the upper hand against this virus, he said. But he added, don't get me wrong, COVID-19 has not been vanquished. We all know powerful variants have emerged, like the Delta variant, end quote. Biden paid tribute to those who have lost their lives, with the staggering number of deaths in the United States now at more than 600,000. But he struck an overwhelmingly optimistic note, suggesting that under his leadership, the country, bitterly and at times violently divided during the Trump presidency, was quote-unquote coming back together. Quote, over the last year, we have lived through some of our darkest days, Biden said. We are about to see our brightest future, end quote. Large crowds packed the National Mall for a huge fireworks display and yet another sign that the United States is looking to its July 4th holiday as a moment to put the virus in the rearview mirror. On the West Coast, California Senator Alex Padilla called Independence Day, quote, a reminder of the American dream, end quote. And speaking of dreams, you're listening to Alternate Current Radio. I'm Adam Clark, and this is The Daily Ruckus. Howdy, folks. So today's episode really is about dreams, which means you might be wondering exactly what the opening story had to do with the rest of what you're about to hear. Well, not much, really. But I have three official answers for you. Number one, it's my show, and I'll do whatever I like. Whatever! 
I do what I want. And number two, it's a nice, convenient way for me to report on some current news. And ultimately, since it made reference to the word dream at the end of the article, because number three, I'm always looking for an excuse to lead you into the next story, to prepare you for what's next, as it were. Kind of like how dreams might do. According to WebMD, what you experience in your dreams might feel random and disjointed, but that chaos during sleep might serve a function, according to Aaron Wamsley, PhD, an associate professor of psychology and neuroscience at Furman University in Greenville, South Carolina. In fact, Evidence uncovered by Wamsley and her team suggests that dreams can prepare the mind for future situations it will encounter. Previous research and anecdotal evidence have shown that dreams use fragments of past experiences, Wamsley explains. While studying dreams, her team found that the mind is using select fragments of past experiences to prepare for a known upcoming event. Wamsley says, quote, this is new evidence that that dreams reflect a memory processing function, end quote. Some high performers already use past experiences to excel in future events. For instance, Michael Phelps, the most decorated Olympic swimmer with 28 medals, would quote-unquote mentally rehearse his swims for up to two hours a day, according to his coach. Using sleep to strengthen this process is an exciting prospect that scientists have been eager to figure out, says Allison Brager, PhD, Director of Human Performance at the U.S. Army Warrior Fitness Training Center. Deep, rapid eye movement, or REM, sleep can lead to improved learning and memory, she says. Quote, so hypothetically, better dreams mean better sleep, and that equals better performance, end quote. For their research, Wamsley's team hooked 48 students up to a polysomnography machine to measure sleep cycles and how often they were in a deep REM sleep. The students who took part in the study spent the night in a sleep lab. The students were woken up multiple times during the night and asked to report what they were dreaming about. In the morning, they were given their reports and asked to identify familiar features or potential sources for particular dreams. More than half the dreams were tied to a memory the students recalled. One quarter of the dreams were related to specific upcoming events the students reported, and about 40% of the dreams with a future event in them also included memories of past experiences. This was more common the longer the students dreamed, the scientists explain, and this was was also more common later in the night, possibly because the dreamer is closer to waking and the anticipated event is approaching, Wamsley says. Studying dreams is a tricky, subjective business and not always taken as seriously as other aspects of sleep and neuroscience because it involves questions of human consciousness itself, says Eric Howell, PhD, a research assistant professor of neuroscience at Tufts University in Medford, Massachusetts. In a recent report published in Patterns, he suggests that our weirdest dreams help our brains process our day-to-day -day experiences in a way that enables deep learning. He says, quote, This type of research is challenged by the method, end quote. In the Wamsley study, 
quote, waking people up from a deep sleep and asking them to recollect their dream content will only get you part of the experience because it fades so quickly, end quote. That said, the value of connecting what happens as a result could be meaningful, he says. For example, study participants could be asked whether their future event went as planned and whether they think the outcome was related to how well they quote-unquote prepared in their dreams. Even then, it would still be a subjective analysis, but going in those directions might lead to meaningful new training, Howell says, and training yourself to recall only specific memories right before sleep might prepare your mind in a focused way for certain events, from giving a presentation to having a difficult conversation with someone, or maybe even winning at the Olympics. WebMD.com I don't know, folks. That sounds like a lot of extra work to me. I was never really any good at the whole exercise thing in real life, let alone in my dreams. Hey, maybe they should come up with some sort of, like, dream coach or something like that. A person could actually enter your dream and maybe give you a hand. That'd be kind of cool. And it might actually be completely possible soon. Check out this article I found, posted on February 18, 2021, from Science Magazine. Headline, Scientists Entered People's Dreams and Got Them Talking. The article says, In the movie Inception, Leonardo DiCaprio enters into other people's dreams to interact with them and steal secrets from their subconscious. Now, it seems this science fiction plot is one baby step closer to reality. For the first time, researchers have had quote-unquote conversations involving novel questions and math problems with lucid dreamers, people who are aware that they are dreaming. The findings from four labs and 36 participants suggest people can receive receive and process complex external information while sleeping. Quote, this work challenges the foundational definitions of sleep, end quote, says cognitive neuroscientist Benjamin Baird of the University of Wisconsin-Madison, who studies sleep and dreams but was not part of the study. Traditionally, he says, sleep has been defined as a state in which the brain is disconnected and unaware of the outside world. Lucid dreaming got one of its first mentions in the writings of Greek philosopher Aristotle in the 4th century BC, and scientists have observed it since the 1970s in experiments about the rapid eye movement phase of sleep, REM, when most dreaming occurs. One in every two people has had at least one lucid dream. About 10% of people experience them once a month or more. Although rare, this ability to recognize you are in a dream and even control some aspects of it can be enhanced with training. A few studies have tried to communicate with lucid dreamers using stimuli such as lights, shocks, and sounds to quote-unquote enter people's dreams. But these recorded only minimal responses from the sleepers and did not involve complex transmission of information. Four independent teams in France, Germany, the Netherlands, and the United States tried to go further and establish complex two-way communication during dreams, using speech and asking questions the sleepers had never heard in their training. They recruited 36 volunteers, including some experienced lucid dreamers and others who had never experienced a lucid dream before, but remembered at least one dream a week. The researchers first trained participants to recognize 
realize when they were dreaming, by explaining how lucid dreaming works, and demonstrating cues, sounds, lights, or finger tapping that they would present while dreamers slept. The idea was those cues would signal to participants that they were dreaming. Nap sessions were scheduled at different times, some at night, when people would regularly go to bed, and others early in the morning. Each lab used a different way to communicate with the sleeper, from spoken questions to flashing lights. Sleepers were told to signal they had entered a lucid dream, and answer questions by moving their eyes and face in particular ways, by, for example, moving their eyes three times to the left. As the participants fell asleep, the scientists monitored their brain activity, eye movement, and facial muscle contractions, common indicators of REM sleep, with electroencephalogram helmets outfitted with electrodes. Out of a total of 57 sleeping sessions, six individuals signaled they were lucid dreaming in 15 of them. In those tests, researchers asked the dreamers simple yes or no questions or math problems, like 8 minus 6, to answer dream used the signals they had been taught before falling asleep, which included smiling or frowning, moving their eyes multiple times to indicate a sum, or in the German lab, moving their eyes in patterns that matched Morse code. The researchers asked 158 questions of the lucid dreamers, who responded correctly 18.6% of the time. The dreamers gave the wrong answer to only 3.2% of the questions, 17.6%. 7% of their answers were not clear, and 60.8% of the questions got no response. The researchers say these numbers show the communication, even if difficult, is possible. Quote, it is proof of concept, Baird says, and the fact that different labs used all these different ways to prove it is possible to have this kind of two-way communication makes it stronger." End quote. After several questions, the dreamers were woken up and asked to describe their dreams. Some remembered the questions as part of a dream. One dreamer reported math problems coming out of a car radio. Another was at a party when he heard the researcher interrupting his dream, like a narrator in a movie, to ask him whether he spoke Spanish. The experiment provides a better way to study dreams, says lead author Karen Concoli, a cognitive neuroscientist at Northwestern University. Quote, almost everything that's known about dreams has relied on retrospective reports given when the person is awake, and these can be distorted, end quote. Concoli hopes this technique could be used in the future therapeutically to influence people's dreams so they can better deal with trauma, anxiety, and depression. Sleeping quote-unquote conversations might also help the dreamer solve problems, learn new skills, or even come up with creative ideas, Baird says. Quote, the dream is a highly associative state that may have advantages when it comes to creativity, end quote. Changing people's thoughts during dreams is still science fiction, Dresses co-author and cognitive neuroscientist Kem Paller, also at Northwestern. Nevertheless, he thinks the experiment is an important first step in communicating with dreamers. He likens it to the first conversation using a telephone or talking to an astronaut on another planet. He says dreamers live in a, quote, world entirely fabricated of memories stored in the brain, end quote. Now researchers appear to have found a way to communicate with people in that world. Science Mag 
www.thepodcastmusicalcollective.org. Well, that's just great. I can only imagine what some people in this world would like to do with that type of power. Of course, we don't have to imagine. The Guardian reports, When brewing giant Coors launched a new advertising campaign earlier this year, the format came as a surprise to many. The company was planning to infiltrate people's dreams to get them to buy and presumably drink Coors beer. Coors encouraged people to watch a short online video before bed, then play an eight-hour quote-unquote soundscape through the night. If successful, this quote-unquote targeted dream incubation would trigger quote-unquote refreshing dreams of Coors according to the company. It's unclear how many people took part in the dream manipulation, but experts warn that the Coors campaign is not just a gimmick and may have opened a door to a troubling future. Quote, they're trying to push an addictive drug on people who are naive to what's being done to them. I don't know if it can get much worse than that. Bob Stickgold, a cognitive neuroscientist and professor of psychiatry at Harvard Medical School, said of Coors efforts, which he believed could potentially be replicated by other companies. Quote, anything you could imagine an advertising campaign for at all could arguably be enhanced by weaponizing sleep. End quote. Stickgold was one of the co-authors of a recent open letter which sounded the alarm over companies using targeted dream incubation in June. The letter was signed by 35 sleep and dream researchers from around the world. Quote, TDI advertising is not some fun gimmick, but a slippery slope with real consequences, the letter warned. The potential for misuse of these technologies is as ominous as it is obvious. End quote. The concept of dream incubation, quote, techniques employed during wakefulness to help a person dream about a specific topic, end quote, has been around for thousands of years, according to researchers. In the more recent past, Salvador Dali was given to the practice of holding a spoon while napping in an attempt to enhance his creativity. When Dali began to fall into a deeper slumber and hopefully dream, the spoon would drop from his hand onto a pre-positioned dinner plate, waking him up in a state where he could remember the images or scenes he had briefly dreamt. Over the past decade, research has shown that people's dreams can be more targeted and that humans can be highly susceptible to thoughts or ideas introduced while they sleep. A 2014 study found that smokers exposed to the smell of cigarettes and rotten eggs while they slept smoked 30% fewer cigarettes during the following week, while Stickgold said other work had shown that racial bias can be reduced by targeted dream incubation. While much of the research so far has been aimed at positive results, scientists fear the threat of dream advertising is real, and in an increasingly wired world, it is not likely to to be limited to willing participation. Quote, something like 30 million people have these listening Alexa-type devices in their bedroom, and those devices can play anything they want whenever they want, and advertisers could buy advertising time they want played at 2.30 in the morning, Stickgold said. You could have this sort of 1984 situation where advertisers buy advertising time on these devices and nobody ever knows they're hearing them, end quote. It wouldn't be an entirely straightforward process to sell a product involuntarily through dreams. The potential advertising campaign would have to be linked to adverts people see while they are awake, Stickgold said 
it could potentially be done by playing a certain sound every time a product, a Coors beer, for example, is seen during a television or YouTube advert. Replaying that sound while someone is sleeping, potentially through a home device, would, in theory, then trigger dreams about how nice it would be to drink a beer. It's a sobering thought, and in an effort to avoid such scenarios, the June letter called for stricter regulation on advertising to prevent products being thrust into dreams. Stickold said the Federal Trade Commission already restricts some subliminal advertising, such as the flashing of words or images during films or TV shows, and would be able to intervene. He said, quote, One way we could go into the U.S. is to get a ruling from the FTC that any attempts to manipulate people while they're sleeping, whether it's specifically through dream induction or through other processes of sleep-dependent learning, would similarly count as unfair trade processes, end quote. The commission is yet to comment on whether it will wade into the issue, even as researchers say some companies are actively examining the potential to worm their way into dreams. Our slumber may be safe for the moment, but scientists believe this is a real threat. Stickgold and his fellow sleep experts wrote, Quote, we believe that proactive action and new protective policies are urgently needed to keep advertisers from manipulating one of the last refuges of our already beleaguered conscious and unconscious minds, our dreams. End quote. TheGuardian.com Well folks, this sounds like this might actually be a cool thing to test out. Why don't we do that? Alright, I am going to play for you a specific sound. Now I promise this sound is very unique, and most of you have probably never heard it, and that's very important. So, what's going to happen is that I'm going to play this sound for you, and you're going to remember that subconsciously now. And the very next time when you hear this sound while you're asleep, the first thing you're going to think of is how badly you want to listen to more programs on the Alternate Current Radio Network. Alright, ready? Here comes the sound. There you go, folks. Don't forget, the next time you hear that sound, you desperately want to hear more programming from the Alternate Current Radio Network. For the ACR, I'm Adam Clark, and this has been The Daily Ruckus for Monday, July 5th, 2021. For more information, please visit alternatecurrentradio.com.